0: Welcome to the Advice Show. I'm your host Robert K. Elder, and it's tax season. So today we're talking with Tony Pagliucco, a tax preparer with Pagliucco Opalis and Associates in Oakbrook. The Advice Show is sponsored by Sure, purveyors of professional microphones and headphones. Check them out at Sure.com. That's S-H-U-R-E.com. And the Advice Show is also part of the SunTimes Media Locals Podcast Network. Uh, Tony, welcome. Thank you, Rob. Hey, so um, you know this year, H and R Block they have this huge ad campaign. They're you know they're saying that Americans have left a billion dollars on the table, um, and you know some of that I'm sure is like things that people don't take advantage of, and you know change in tax law and all that sort of stuff. So that's primarily what I want to know. You know, what are some things that people just don't take advantage of?
1: Right. Um, there are uh, many many things that uh, when people prepare their own tax returns, they just may not be aware of, and um, when you go to a professional tax return preparer, um, we're looking for those kinds of things um, that people may uh, be leaving on the table.
0: Sure.
1: So, Tony, what can people do differently? Um, well, if uh, one of the things that uh, people can do is um, uh, take advantage of health savings accounts. Okay. Um, you know, the government has tried to get us to have our own health insurance. Um, there are obviously Obamacare's uh, uh, out there. Um, Health savings accounts are a unique way of saving money, actually. Um, if you're in a situation where um, you're not spending a lot on medical, um, you can get a high-deductible health insurance plan, mm-hmm. put a bunch of money into a bank account for yourself, and use that money for unreimbursed medical expenses. But if you don't use it, you can save that for the future. Oh, great. And you get a tax deduction. Okay. What are, the, what are a couple other quick ones? Um, Uh, non-cash donations Um, people give away clothing and furniture and all kinds of items to charity that they don't want anymore and in a lot of cases those items are very very good and usable items that these charities like Goodwill will take and sell at their stores we have clients will come in and they'll say yeah I did give some stuff away well but you needed to list it you need to list it out you need to identify what the items are there are many websites like the Salvation Army that provide guidelines as to what the value is for those items and you'd be surprised at how many dollars that can add up to. Sure. And, get,
0: and can you do that, like, up to $5,000? I'm, I'm sort of misremembering this.
1: 5000 is the level where you need um, an appraisal. Okay. So if you're giving away a piece of artwork or, you know, or, um, an old, you know, clipping that somebody might find a lot of value in, sure. you need to have an appraisal. Um, you know, if, if, if it's clothing and toys and, you know, it, you're in a range of $10 or $15 per item, that's, that's not what we're talking about. But... Uh,
0: Sure. And is there a basement for that? Or is it just like, you know, is it over $100, under $100? What is
1: it? At $500, you need to file Form 8283 and sure. list out the dates and the amounts and the name and address of the uh, charities that you donated to. Um,
0: but, so, But most of those places, like, you know, the Howard Brown in Oak Park and a couple other places, they actually
1: have a form. You can just fill it out right there, right? Right. Uh, Goodwill does. Um, some of the, the the key there, though, is it has to be a 501c3 charity that you're donating to. Sure. Okay, okay. Uh, Let's do a a couple of other quick ones. Um, Some of the, when people are itemizing deductions, um, so you get to take a higher standard deduction if it's available, or you add up these certain deductions and you itemize. Uh, Most people that have a home and a mortgage and real estate taxes itemize deductions. Well, that makes, when you're itemizing already, you then are able to take other things as deductions. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a miscellaneous section on that form, and if you're over 2% of your income, uh, you can deduct that that amount over two percent, and a lot of people fail to make the two percent because they don't include all the deductions that they're really entitled to. sure such as such as um, unreimbursed business expenses, um, um, you know using your car or your computer uh, for your employer's uh, benefit is is um, a deduction, a tax deduction, um, union dues. Um, Safety deposit boxes, uh, the fee for having your tax return prepared. Oh, that's right. So, you, yeah. so they can write you off. Yes, <laughs> yes, they can. <laughs> that's a good thing. Well, I, I also
0: wanted to jump into just like common errors and 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 misconceptions. So, you know, uh, part of the you know Obamacare program is um, uh, being able to
1: you know claim a dependent and whatnot. So, can you walk me through that? Yes, um, one of the common misconceptions that people have is um, that they can pick and choose who claims dependents, like for children, you know, right. that's the most common dependency exemption is for your own children. Um, and when they go off to college, as long as they're a full-time college student for five months out of the year, you can claim them as a dependent. Um, it, it doesn't always work to the parent's advantage depending on income level, so often they say, well, I just want my child to claim himself. Right. But you can't do that. You have to go to the rule book, Answer all the questions, and then figure out who is actually entitled to that dependency exemption—the parents or the child. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and uh, and so, what
0: are what are some of the ins and outs of that? Because you know, I, I think a lot of people who are sending kids off to college, like, why does it benefit them to have that child, or why does it benefit them to claim that person?
1: Well, um, you get a personal uh, dependency exemption, so that's just a dollar amount that comes right off of your taxable income. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you benefit in uh, in saving taxes that way, and also that there are tax credits available for education. So uh, the tuition the tuition that you pay, the fees and books that you pay for tuition, um, can result in a tax credit or a deduction, actually. You get to pick whichever one results in the highest tax savings. Mm. The problem is, if your income is too high as as a parent, those deductions and credits phase out. Mm. And so that's where the child would benefit if only the IRS would allow them to to take the uh, the dependency exemption. Hmm. Well, and uh,
0: a couple other misconceptions. So, uh, tell me about um, you know commuting to and from
1: work. Like, can can I you know deduct that? What the- All right, that that is a common misconception that okay. that, that um, uh, taxpayers often think that uh, driving to and from work is a deductible expense, and the IRS allows fifty six and a half cents a mile, for example, in twenty thirteen. Um, commuting is actually. Not deductible. Mm. So you know it wouldn't be fair for somebody who lives uh, a mile from work, you know, not to get a deduction because they chose to be a mile from work. When somebody that lived 20 miles from work would get a tax benefit for for that. I mean, that's kind of the reason. Um, but uh, going to and from work is not deductible. So you need to be on. The company's uh, uh, business in order to get a business deduction. Sure, and and parking is also not deductible, right? Correct. Parking is not deductible unless your business trip that you're on is. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Unless you are on a
0: business trip. And and uh, what about what about the clothing you wear? Because as, as journalists, we're all fashion plates.
1: Right. So, um, <laughs> right. Clothing is not deductible uh, either. The, the, basically, the rule is if if you buy clothes for work, but you can wear them out in public. Otherwise, it's not deductible. If you have to buy uniforms with a name tag on it and mm-hmm. safety shoes and things like those are deductible because they're specifically purchased for the for the job. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and uh, a couple of them. T- uh, tell me about uh, social security benefits and um, uh,
1: charity work. Um, with social security benefits, there was a time when you you know senior citizens that received social security didn't have to pay tax on it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, and it's been a, it's been a while, but the uh, the government has changed that to, to where if your income is high enough, they want you to pay tax on your Social Security benefits. Mm. So, not, and so not only you know, may your Social Security benefits be taxable but um, it, it, it's as your income's going up. So for example, when you get to that point, um, you're, if, you have, if you have an increase in your income that's not Social Security and it causes your Social Security to become taxable, now you've got two pieces of income that you're going to pay tax on. So you're not just paying tax on your social security. It's you're paying tax on two parts, you know, two pieces of income where the rate, the effective rate is much higher than the tax bracket that you're in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And people don't, you know, aren't necessarily aware of that. Right. And and there's a little bit of misconception about uh, charity volunteer work. Oh right. Um, th- I get that question all the time. Um, people want to be able to deduct the value of their service to charity, but you know you can only deduct. Uh, expenses for money that you spend when you know out-of-pocket costs. So driving to and from a volunteer, um, uh, you know, uh, meeting, you can deduct the mileage for that. But you know, the the value of your time is not a tax deduction. Right. It's it's a donation. Right. Right. you and you're you're donating your ser- your, ser- your you're donating your services. Um, and you can't say, "Well, I'm worth fifty dollars an hour, so I'll take a deduction." For sure. if You know, it it it's not uh, it's not that way. Uh, but you can deduct things like like paying a babysitter, right? Right. That's one of the unusual deductions um, that people often don't uh, don't realize that they can uh, that they that they can deduct. If you pay a babysitter so that you can do volunteer work, you can deduct the cost of the babysitter because again, you're out of pocket. You you spent that money.
0: Well, and I want to talk about other sort of, uh, not odd, but unusual tax deductions because, you know, they show up in the news every once in a while. You know, the professional dancer who gets, you know, body augmentation yeah. and she's able to write that off. Um, there's also things like,
1: um, you, you you told me an example about a, a, a junkyard owner. Right. A junkyard owner had uh, a bunch of cats and uh, he was allowed to write off the cost of owning his cats, the food, the veterinarian bills, etc., because... He let the cat's roam free in the junkyard. They chased away pests like rats and snakes and that what made it a safer environment for his customers and the IRS um um allowed that deduction. I I
0: want, I want to I wanted to see that appointment where he took a junkyard cat yeah. and tried to wrangle
1: it to the vet.
0: <laughs> but but that's great. So
1: yeah. what are some other uh, unusual ones? Um there's um a case where a um A furniture store owner, this gets a little dastardly, but a furniture Mm -hmm. store owner decided to burn down his building because his business wasn't doing very well. Mm. And uh, he hired an arsonist, paid him a $10,000 fee, and then got a little too greedy, put a consulting fee on his tax return for $10,000, got away with it up to the point where the IRS audited that $10,000 fee, figured out what happened, and sent him to jail.
0: (laughs) arson yes yes so so don't do that don't do that right right uh uh, what other again interesting odd tax
1: deductions yeah um if you um if you are sick uh to a point where the your doctor will write you a note that Mm -hmm. you need um a certain type of therapy or exercise um there's a case where a um, emphysema patient um was allowed a deduction for building a swimming pool Hmm. in his backyard because that provided the forum for the exercise that he needed
0: Oh, very cool! Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, um, and I just want to talk a little bit about uh, common tax credits. Um, and uh, there's a residential energy credit. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: Yes, that that um, the pe- that's one that people are m- more and more aware of, and it's probably because the uh, contractors are doing a good job of of letting people know um, that whatever it is that they're that their improvement and uh, uh, whatever improvement they're making, it it may or may not qualify for this credit, and if it does, uh, they need certification from the contractor. You can you can install exterior windows, exterior doors, um, a new roof that's meant to insulate the home for heat. Right, it's all energy efficiency stuff. All right? energy, exactly. So, all uh,
0: geothermal efficiency. pumps, and uh, it, are they like you know like the green water heaters the, that stuff as well? Yes. Oh, yes. Cool. The,
1: right. The the credit the credit amounts are um, uh, you know. Up to for example like with, with with windows and doors and such you know there 's like a lifetime credit amount of five hundred that you mentioned the geothermal that credit's thirty percent of the cost huh. that of, the, of the of the the project so the government 's very interested in um, in uh, solar, for example. Um, more, um, you know, highly uh, highly technical types of uh, energy saving, sure. you get a bigger credit. The for. Ed Begley Jr. Yeah, uh, exactly. uh, tax credit. Exactly. I'm sure
0: Ed got lots of tax credit. <laughs> I think, I think uh, again, Ed Begley Jr. You know, the actor and activist. I, I
1: think he actually. I think the L.A. Power Grid pays him. Yeah. Like, right. I, I, oh, right. Yeah. You, you know, I, uh, I. Sorry, I love that show when he was on for a while. Um, um, th- I have a client this year who is investigating, doing just that, installing solar panels. And determining whether it makes sense, the the extra heat and energy, I should say, that you can generate, you can sell to the um, government or to an uh, energy company.
0: Oh, very cool. Yeah. Uh, just a couple other ones. Um, there's uh, dependent care, and I, you know, I care a
1: lot about this because I've I've twins. Yeah. So yeah, the twins. Twins. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's almost oh. six years old now. Wow. Well, uh, and, until uh, 13, you can get a dependent care credit. Um, that's the child care credit actually you can also get a dependent care credit for um, like an elderly uh, parent or somebody who who is your dependent so clearly your children are your dependents so um, that credit allows you to deduct um, I'm sorry it's a credit so it comes right off your tax bill Um, it's a percentage of the cost you spend for the care of your children while you and your spouse are working so that one you have to have income uh, for both spouses, if you're if you're uh, married, mm-hmm. if you're a single uh, taxpayer, um, and it, so the idea is that you're hiring somebody to watch your kids so you can go to work, you get a credit to offset some of the tax on that income you're earning. Well, very cool. Uh,
0: so what else am I missing? Again, these these common tax credits. I, I I you know, I'm looking for something that's really utilitarian that that people just don't do
1: enough of. Um, many of the credits are meant to be um, uh, are meant to help people who are in a lower income situation. Uh, that uh you know while they 're you know they 're going to work they 're you know and in, in maybe they 're not making a lot of money, but the government wants everybody to work, so a lot of the credits are meant uh, are are targeted for people who are in lower income situations, so the earned income credit for example um, is is a fantastic uh, uh, credit for and, and as you and as as the taxpayer earns more, the credit goes up of course as they earn more beyond, then the credit goes down because now it, once you make enough money, Yeah, you, know, you don't need said, the benefit. Yeah. Right. It's there for somebody else. And the more children you have, the higher the credit. Huh. So um, I have clients who, who um, get that credit. It, it can be thousands of dollars a year, and it's it's refundable. So that means that if your tax is zero, you still get the credit. It's It's sent to you in the form of a refund. Huh. Very cool. Yeah.
0: Well, um, Tony,
1: uh, you mentioned a couple of websites you wanted to send folks to. Oh, sure. Um, Always, you know, uh, the IRS.gov website is always a good source of information. I mean, the IRS isn't there to help you, you know, get tax benefits, but they certainly want you to take advantage of whatever's available and they want you to understand it. You know, so um, they want you to to, um, uh, do your tax return properly. And so if you go to their website, there's a, there is a lot of information. It's very easy. You can Google search IRS space anything pretty much. And you know if it's in a publication or at their website, you'll find it. Okay, well, um, where else? Um, there's another website that I like to go to called 1040.com. Um, it, it's, it's, it provides a clear, concise explanation of many tax deductions. Um, they have a great search engine, I think. Uh, when you, you can type in one of these credits, the name of a credit, you can type in the word credit. Uh, you'll get some very valuable information that way. Okay. Um, what else? What else am I missing? Um, well, there's there's a couple of uh, maybe um, tricks, so to speak, that are oh oh you know they're they're perfectly okay. Uh, sure. For example, we were talking about commuting mileage before. Well, to and from work is not. Uh, is not uh, uh, deductible because it's it's just getting you to and from work well if your employer sends you out during the day or if You're self-employed for that matter and you go out on business for your own company uh, during the day those miles are tax-deductible miles Um, If you live kind of far from work, and so your commuting drive is, is long you can turn commuting miles into business miles by stopping at the bank for example on the way home Mm. Um, if you're making a deposit for the company, that trip from the office to the bank is, is a tax deduction. So you've, you've effectively converted the miles to, uh, to business miles. Sure. So if you're going to see a client or that sort of thing. Right, right, right. If oh, you could cool. stop at a client on the way home, you, can, uh, you could stop and pick up supplies at uh, the office supply store. Um, that, that's an effective way to increase your business deduction for mileage.
0: Very cool. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, He's he's going over notes, people. <laughs> um, let's see. By the way, that's, oh. that's in like eleven point type. You're, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's why I put my
1: glasses in my pocket because I can see up close just fine, but not across the room. Um, it, you know, just going back to the interesting, um, uh, the interesting uh, outcome that 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 some people some people get. Um, um, you know. Illinois is into this, uh, you know, um, this whole phase of making marijuana, uh, you know, legal for medical purposes. Sure. Colorado has been doing it for a long time and some of the other northwestern states. Um, you know, we've actually had this discussion in our office uh, a few times over the last couple of years. The federal government does not allow tax deductions for um, any expense... Things that it considers illegal? Well, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, the state makes it legal to sell, you know, pot, you know, for medical purposes, but the federal government hasn't legalized it yet. So that's against public policy. And so the dedu- you don't get a deduction. So these pe- uh, marijuana dispensaries out in Colorado and, and other places, they're not allowed to take any tax deductions. So whatever revenue they have, they have to pay tax on it, but they can't deduct the cost of... Production, you know, distribution, um, you know, roach maintenance, clips. rent, yeah, <laughs> Roach Clips. I mean, anything that they, you know, you know, they're not allowed to take the deduction, and so um, I can't imagine their mar- their margin must be so high, though. Like but, I can imagine. You know, I, I I bet you they would have charged more if they knew that going in, because it's my understanding that a lot of them didn't know it, because I've, yeah. you know, I've seen some articles uh, in the publications where they're surprised, they're shocked, you know, that that they've got to report all their income, and they they're they're breaking, you know, the the tax law if they take any deductions against those uh, those revenues. That's amazing. Yeah. Well,
0: uh, Tony, I think that that subject itself is a complete other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, you've been listening. Did you say podcast? <laughs> yes. No, I think so. I, if that doesn't exist, you should trademark it right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it's all yours. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you've been uh, listening to the Advice Show, uh, and uh, we're part of the Sun Times Media Local Podcast Network. Um, our uh, guest has been uh, Tony. Uh, Pegliuco, uh, and
1: again, he's part of uh, Pegliuco, Opalis and Associates in Oakbrook. And do you have a website, Tony? Yes, we do. It's uh, POACPA.com. POA stands for Pegliuco, Opalis and Associates. And um, uh, look us up anytime. All right, all right. Uh, thanks for uh, being here. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. All
0: right. Uh, again, thanks for joining us. Our music is by Hernan Sanchez.